that are alive, you are coming with me. He wants to be good little boys now so we can fight some more for them in the future. Some more they'll decide on. We'd rather fight our own war right now. Without further ado, it's time to start running! I see three of them out there. Get the one in the middle. Right! Get the one in the middle. Welcome to the party, pal! Apparently it's rusted junk and we're looking at it. Hi, welcome to Rusted Junk. This is Season 3, Episode 3, where we look at the 1988 film Bloodsport, starring Jean-Claude Van Damme, Forrest Whitaker and some other people. For centuries, the Society of the Black Dragon has sanctioned an ancient rite of combat known as the Kumite. Open only to the world's most lethal warriors. It has never been won by a Westerner. You are not Japanese. I can do it. Now, for the first time, the true story of America's super agent, Frank Dukes, can be revealed. Uncle Sam can't afford to let you get hurt. I'm going to Hong Kong. Frank is going to fight in the Kumite, and we're here to stop him. An awesome human weapon. There's me just looking at infiltrates the Chinese underworld. I did not come this far to stop now. Take him. To enter a forbidden competition. Couldn't you just get me in strict rules? No press. You're telling me you never break rules? Where every fighting style, every worthy opponent, every deadly technique clash in savage combat. Separate the men from the boys. And only one will triumph. Now I will break you. International martial arts sensation Jean-Claude Van Damme in Blood Sport. The true story of the ultimate champion. So, Blood Sport. Mm. Um... I'm not sure this is going to be a long podcast. <laughs> Why is that then? Well, because I'm not sure there's... Well, there's a lot to talk about, but there's not a lot to talk about. Okay. Um, and the reason why is because pretty much how, how we do this is we've got... Yeah, it's quite packed. We've got a lot to, you know, talk about, a lot of in-depth stuff to do. I've stepped in, you know, deeper puddles than this film, so it's not... Um, and I have to accept the blame. Because this is one of my ones where, against my better judgment, we didn't cover Kickboxer. <laughs> we didn't co- cover any of the other films that we could have done in the 80s. We looked at the trailers of Jean-Claude Van Damme films and uh, Amanda picked this one. And she went, oh, that looks amazing. That looks great. It does. What, based on that trailer that you just heard? Yeah. That, that, that looks good. Uh, as opposed to Kickboxer, which we could have done. Well, it looked all right. Okay. Mm. And now that you've seen it... Look, Jean-Claude Van Damme is generic, isn't he? He's the guy that does the splits, that does a lot of kick <laughs> this, boxing, That's his thing, basically. is it? He's just martial arts, but eye candy. Right, okay. Yeah, that's his thing, Well, for it? you, well, yeah, it's for you. It doesn't, well, doesn't do anything for me. Well, it only doesn't... You know. I, I, I admire his uh, discipline and uh, well, I admire I his... I do too, yeah. Yeah, especially splits. Well, I don't know. He overdid it a little bit in this film, I think. 
Was there four occasions where he was filmed? Do you know what? I know that. It's in trivia time. Do you want to oh, you you skip? Do you want to guess it now? Just spill the beans on that. How many times does it? How many times? You say four. I thought it was about four. Seven. Seven? Seven. Where were the other three? Well, you may have oh, to go. Lord. I'll, I'll leave you on your own to go okay. back and rewatch it. Anyway, right. Mark's out of ten. Five and a half. Five and a half? Mm. F- five and a half? Yeah. What did you see that I... What, what did you watch that I didn't? Well, there were some muscles in it as well. So that was quite cool. This was a three. Three? It's a three. <gasps> it's the lowest... Oh it's lower God. than... I forgot what I gave Leviathan. I think it was around four. Oh, God. No. <coughs> Rotten Tomatoes gave it 40%. Oh, did it? So you're on par with that then. And uh, But IMDb, I don't think IMDb is very good, you know. They gave it 6.8 out of 10. I think it's very skewed, IMDb. Well, uh, it's... Oh, I think well, if you like the film, you're going to vote for it on IMDb. Whereas, I think if you just like cheese... This is this isn't this is out of the realms of right. There are cheese. There are cheesy Iron Eagle. You consider to be a cheesy film, yeah? Right, okay. But it's watchable. It's all right. But you go back and watch it. Probably not. Well, you probably. If I gave you the choice to go back and rewatch Bloodsport again or Iron Eagle, Bloodsport, you'd watch that again. Yeah. Oh God, God, it was awful. Oh. Well, it was a. I mean. Oh, right, the premise of the film. Are you ready for this? You know, make yourself a coffee because we'll be here a while. Um, well, we won't because it's a very no, simple film. Sarcasm, oh. sweetheart. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, renegade guy from the army decides to fly to uh, uh, China. It's not, it's Japan, isn't it? No, it's Hong Kong. Hong Kong, sorry, yeah. Which I, well, actually, it wasn't by that time, no. but yeah. Okay, I was right, sort of. Um, but yeah, he flies to Hong Kong for this... Uh, um, Kumite. Kumite. It's a last man standing thing, and they this guy's won it the last, I don't know, 40 years or something. I don't know. God knows. He's won it loads of times, and he can't be knocked off his perch, and he's killed guys in there, and, and it's feared. But, strangely enough, nobody knows where it is, except for a few people that have been invited. Now we'll get to that after <laughs> we'll get to that when we actually get to the film. There's a lot of holes, a lot of holes. There are, yeah. But but a serious amount of holes in this. It's a bit of a colander, yes. Yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, I just thought it was. I mean, you know, we'll get to it, and in fact, we'll get to it probably sooner than sooner than we think. But when we get to roll call, I think it's probably a good idea to skip to roll call now. Because then we can discuss a bit of Jean Claude, and then we can get into the film. Oh, okay. Unless you, well, unless you had some other observations ahead of, ahead of that. Uh, no. That's, no. That's well, it's based on a true story. It is based on a true story, but yes, we would definitely, we would definitely du- get to that. Dukes. Frank Dukes. Frank Dukes. Ducks. Yeah, Ducks. D U X. Something, something like that. Dukes. Right. Anyway, uh, earlier than expected, uh, it's roll call. Okay, roll call. Oh, well, who should we start with? You know, we've got so many famous... I thought you just had one piece of paper then with about four lines on. <laughs> uh, well, seven lines. <laughs> we're, not, we're, not, we're not talking... Just summarised, have you? Oh, right. 
Well, do you know what? Let's go into the main. Let's go into the main guy. So Jean Claude Van Damme. Can you name any other three films with him in? I know we did this last time, but can you remember? Because when we talked about we were going to do Bloodsport, and then we talked about Jean Claude Van Damme films, can you remember any? Was it pretty much instantly forgettable? Yeah, probably the latter, really. But <laughs> you, you remember Jean-Claude Van Damme, don't you? He's got a name that you remember. Well, he... It's not the films. Well, he's, he starred in... Well, he starred in a film. His, his break breakout film, if you can call it that, was a film called No Retreat, No Surrender. Okay, in which he played the Russian... <laughs> he played a Russian uh, soldier who... Um, uh, this guy was out who killed this guy's dad and the guy was out for revenge and the guy's useless at fighting but he gets trained by the ghost of Bruce Lee yes oh wow yes that sounds brilliant oh god wait a minute I'm supposed to be the one that likes really you know <laughs> dreadful actually, actually none trained of the... by the ghost of Bruce Lee that's amazing Oof, blimey right well, I think she'll be... Uh, I, I picture this for the next week. She has a little movie to herself, Jean-Claude Van Damme movie marathon. I, I can give you better films. I mean, there are better films with him in. Okay. Fantastic films. Uh, no Retreat, No Surrender. A film called Black Eagle. Again, he played somebody Russian. Because uh, he had that sort of look, you see, that you can get away with. He didn't. He well, he did. He looks like, like Ivan Trago in Rocky Four. You know, it's hair slick. All you have to do to be Russian is you have to slick back your hair and be tall. Well, I don't think he's actually that tall, is he? Well, okay, he slicked his hair back for those both those roles. Um, he did Bloodsport. He then did Cyborg. Cyborg was actually pretty good. Um, he did a film called AWOL. Now, you've got to understand, at this point, after he made Bloodsport, Kickboxer. So let's, you know, let's talk about Bloodsport, Kickboxer. Those are the sorts of films that propelled him to to actually cinema releases rather than straight to video, because none of the none of those films that I remember were at the were at the uh, pictures. Yeah, but you wouldn't have been old enough to watch them anyway. Would of you? course I would. Yeah, of course I would. I, I forgot. You know, the one thing I didn't tell you is yes, I was renting lots of videos, but when I moved before when I lived in St Helens up until 1985, you had fake ID as well. No, 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 but... 12, trying to get into a... If we wanted to get into films which were older, one of the older kids used to go in and they'd hold the fire exit open. But then when we moved to Shropshire, mum and dad didn't care what film I was watching. They just said, do you want me to... Because we lived in the village. Do you want us to take you down? Do you want to drop off at the cinema? And what time do you want us to pick us up, pick you up? And I literally went to the cinema on for years. No, oh, for a good, good three years. Uh, well, yeah, I didn't, but that's public school for you. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad I had no mates though. Um, but that's another story. Um, so I remember films like when he started when he st- started to make them, Absent Without Leave, where he played a French legionnaire on the run. That's pretty good. A film called Death Warrant, which is set in the jail. That's not bad. His breakout, breakout, probably second breakout, is Universal Soldier with Dolph Lundgren where he played a genetically modified, like, not cyborg, but genetically modified human. Um, and they get, like, the wires crossed and they realise they shouldn't be killing after all. And, uh, and you know, there was Universal Soldier 2, 3 and 4, I milked believe. that then. Hmm? They milked that then. Yeah, absolutely. Was he in all of them? 
No, he was in the first two. And then, uh, no, he was in the first... They both were in the first one. He was in the second one. Dolph Lundgren was in the third one. And none of them were in the fourth. <laughs> <laughs> but welcome, welcome to 80s movies, everyone. <laughs> welcome to it. Um, but then he, then he started in a film called Nowhere to Run. And that was good because... I, this is testing my memory, Neil. But he was basically on the run... Um, and he had to fight fight in different places in order to make money and stuff. And then he befriends some family. And it's usually some family. It's usually a single mother with, with a son. Um, it's never with a daughter in the 80s. But I get into that theory in, in, in detail probably another time. But, you know, there's, there's definitely common themes to his films. But then we start to see the two films in the 90s, Hard Target, which was um, directed by John Woo who did Face Off. So it's all that type of like imagery and, you know, slow motion, you know, Face Off, two-handed gun action and stuff like that. And, and that's okay. that's his signature thing. Hard Target, he plays a, an ex-military guy who's on the run, but he gets uh, caught up in this rich man's thing where they um, basically buy people, let them let them loose and then hunt them. Oh, lovely. Well, yeah, but they then they picked with the wrong guy in Hard Target but then Time Cop Time Cop and here we are I link back to season 2 in Ferris Bueller because his wife in Time Cop is Mia Sarah who plays Sloane Peterson Ferris Bueller's girlfriend oh, right. okay. and that's really good I mean I like Time Cop it's che- I mean don't don't get me wrong it's cheesy he ain't gonna win any Oscars but it's it's a considerable level up the things he was doing before uh, he was then his Street Fighter Do you, can you name me any other Person in Street Fighter? No. Kylie Minogue was with uh, starred alongside him um, in Street Fighter. Then he was in Sudden Death. Sudden Death was set in a sports stadium and he has to find a bomb and he's an ex-cop. Again, not not bad. If you want your No Retreat, No Surrender, if you want the early stuff, you can have that little film festival on your own. If you want some of the later stuff, I'm in. A Hard Target... Sudden Death Double Bill I'm in And what years were they? They were both in the 90s Oh okay. So it starts getting better Then there's a break For a bit Where he does like Straight to video stuff um, And then he re-emerges uh, With JVCD Where he plays himself All a bit older now And a bit You know This is like in the 2000s And he's also in The Expendables 2 He plays the bad guy In Expendables 2 Oh okay And he's good I mean he's good I mean, Get me wrong But When did he do the the cause advert. Yeah, so it was obviously that memorable. It's stuck in your I mind. Some beer. Some beer. Yes, he he advertised some beer. Um, Donald uh, Donald Gibb um, is basically the guy that was the, his friend that he met, his lifelong friend that he met three days ago, um, with the beard. I can't remember his name. Jackson. Jackson. There you go. Uh, he just did stuff. And, and the reason why you just write stuff is that he... Is that I, off IMDb? What's he been in? Stuff. No, but if you look at it, when I say stuff, <laughs> he's been in, like, the bad guy in the A-team. He was like, you know, the rough and ready hillbilly. You know, he plays that type of role. Mm. And, you, you know, I, I looked at it and I just went, yeah, I, I'll probably recognise you from... You know, a couple of things. I think I recognised a film, and I couldn't find which one it was, 
where he 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 puts a beer, crushes a beer can on his head. But there you go. Sorry, Donald, um, if you do end up listening to this, because he's slightly worried. I, I I remember you from stuff, but I don't know what it is. Um, Leah Ayres, she played the reporter trying to look for the Kumite in Hong Kong. God, that was so annoying. What do you think she went on to do? Not a lot. Not a lot. There you go. Absolutely. Um, Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. Do you want to have a go at any Forrest Whitaker films? Oh. I'm getting mixed up with the one where he's on the <laughs> death row. He's not in that one, is he? I'm thinking of... The Green Mile. The Green Mile is not in that so one. So you think he's... The, uh, Duncan uh, Michael Duncan yeah you think he's the the the, the, the chunk uh, no he's not is he it's not him uh, no. Forrest Whitaker um, if I said to you Star Wars no no okay he played Saul Guerrero in Star in Star Wars in Rogue One nope yeah he's, he's really good in that he's a really good character um, first sort of jumped on the scene in Platoon Oliver Stone's Platoon um, in 1985 he was also Robin Williams friend in Good Morning Vietnam uh, he then probably broke his acting chops as in people st- st- stood up and took notice um, he did a film in the late just after this um, after Bloodsport called Bird where he played Charlie Parker uh, the jazz legend um, he's very good in that um, he won an Oscar for The Last King of Scotland um, that's what I was thinking yeah. Uh, he's he was also in, <coughs> in Black Panther. Um, I don't know who he was in that. I don't. I, I mean, from from a Black Panther point of view, I'm, it's the only Marvel film. This is where I get myself into hot water. It's the only Marvel film that I've only I only watched halfway. Yeah, we still haven't finished it. I got. I don't know what. I was bored. Mm. Um, and I, you know, probably not a popular view these days, but I'm just bored. And so I will go back. I'm guessing that he plays um, uh, Chadwick Boseman, Black Panther, uh, that he plays his dad in that, but I don't know. Uh, And he was also quite profile in the TV series Empire, which I didn't watch. Um, And lastly, and this is lastly, Roy Jones, who played Tanaka. Do you recognise his face from anything? Does that does that does his face the guy with the moustache that trains him? No. It's not Karate Kid or anything, is it? No. no. It's 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 a it's a, it's a weird it's a weird one. Well, I mean, yeah, you know, you can have a guess at that. He was the nightclub owner in Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. Oh, well, yeah, but he's got that kind of face. As soon as he saw it, it's all oh, right, okay, yeah, it was him. No. Um, again, he just plays parts. Stereotype, you know, he's stereotyped. Um, so yeah a quick shout short um, roll call because the rest of them just nobody seemed to go on and do anything apart from Jean-Claude Van Damme Forrest Whitaker everyone else considering this was you know if you say it's beloved and it's a 6.8 out of out of 10 I don't know what the reviews were like back then I don't know I suppose we could actually do a bit of introduce a bit of Rotten Tomatoes and, and give that sort of view on that we might start doing that it, that could be your thing because you're always into the bottom tomatoes. So, uh, not literally. <laughs> no, to the website. Stick me in the box of rotten tomatoes. Well, yeah. Oh, that might be it. See, if we ever go video, then we, yeah, we could do that. 
Actually, you could be reading Rotten Tomato scores from a bath of Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, delightful. Excellent. Yeah, let's switch this to video as soon as possible. Anyway, there you go. Roll call. Um, I could be like in a bowl of gazpacho soup, couldn't I? That's and tomatoes. what's that got to do with Rotten <clears throat> Tomatoes? Cold soup. Well, Rotten Tomatoes would be all squidgy, wouldn't they? And but it's not Gaspacho, the website that... that, that uh, <laughs> I know, but anyway, okay. We might as well sit, I'll sit in the back of Pot Noodle. my mind works. Pot Noodle. No, it's got nothing to do with tomatoes. Leaders Gaspacho. Of course it has. Why? It's based on tomatoes. Is it? Yeah. I thought it was guacamole. What are you talking about? Oh, guacamole oh, I don't is know. avocado. I know it was cold something. I thought it was, right. I knew it was cold soup, but I didn't know what type of soup. Tomato. It's cold tomato soup. It is. I bet it isn't. It is. I bet there's something else to it. Because there's people that are not going to the supermarket and go, can you pick up some tomato, Heinz tomato soup in a can, please? You open the lid, you pour it into a bowl, and you go, that's gazpacho soup. No, you don't. No. Well, what is it then? It's based on tomato soup. Based on? Oh, good Lord. Right, let's just move on. This isn't the food podcast. Anyway. Right, well, so we could, we we could do a spin off. Yeah, let's get back right, to the film. Go so on then. The thing that really annoyed me from Oof, the start. Right, right. Here we go. He goes through, like, you know, and it, 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 it starts with him on the. Is it the army base? Yes. So he's doing there and he's got, like, you know, his kickboxing thing with the punch ball and what, God knows what else. And then he's, he's basically going on. They said he's going on furlough. Which is quite amazing because I've never heard that term before. <laughs> Lockdown. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> but there we go. So he was going on furlough. Uh, does that mean unpaid leave or something? I don't know. Or, or just kind of just leave? Absence of leave? I don't know. Well, anyway. Okay. So um, so he's doing that. And then this is the guy is supposed to go and collect him. And then he, he escapes, basically. And, and goes to visit uh, Mr. Tanaka. Because Mr. Tanaka's, as you find out... He's um, very poorly and um, might not last very long. And then, as Mr. Tanaka, Mrs. Tanaka, opens the door to John Claw Van Damme. <laughs> oh, good lord! She uh, she opens the door and and then she says, "I'll you know I'll just go and see if it's okay if you if you can see Mr. Tanaka." Anyway, that would take all of one minute, right? During that time, the film then takes about 10 minutes to to go through the backstory of how he met Mr. Tanaka. Yeah. And like every now and again, you'll see him looking mysteriously longingly or reminiscent at the um, like samurai sword that's there in his house. Yeah. And, and it, it basically goes from like when he was a kid... Yeah. Right the way through. Well, and you're like, hang on a minute. This what, is all what's a wrong bit... with that? It just felt a little bit you tedious. You've kind of a backstory. Who's this guy? No, but it just felt a bit tedious. Oh, I'll tell you what was tedious. The acting. In fact, the acting throughout <laughs> the whole film. But I have to point out that the worst, possibly the worst acting I've ever seen, ever, is the young Frank Dukes in this. Oh, God. Absolutely. It, 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 it is... If you'd have pulled a kid off the street, any street, apart from the street that this kid lives in, right, he would have done a better job. It is dreadful. It's so wooden. Oh, it it would, yeah. Build pine cabins. Yeah. It's awful. And, and that's the word, you know, the, the kids, 
they, they break into Tanaka's house, the kids, right? He looks at the, you know, the, two, with his two mates. The kids take out the sword from the sheath and then they hear a disturbance and they drop, they drop the, the sword um, and then they make it out the window. And Tanaka goes in. You can't, you can't steal us. You can't steal the sword. You can't steal this sword, or something like that, right? You have to earn it, right? So, he lives in a he lives in a house with these big French style windows. No, and they're open. And they're open, so it's entirely probable that you can steal this sword rather than rather than you shouldn't steal this sword because it's got a lot of history, you know, a lot of heritage. Or you can't steal this because, a bit like the Gurkhas, if you open the sword, yeah, you've got to kill it. You know, do something yeah. with it before you put it back. No, he's basically like going, I'm like saying, well, shut your windows then, son. Because otherwise, you're going to have ki- kids. Kids from the army base. Um, he is on the army base, isn't he? No, he's not. I thought he was on the army base. No, no, no. All right, okay, he's not in the army base, so he didn't even have the protection of the army. So he's leaving his window open in a cul-de-sac nearby where kids kids operate around, and he leaves the sword prominently on display. It's a bit like putting a sign there, you know, a neon sign going, burgle me. So anyway, anyway, yeah, Oof. yeah. So this takes like ten, fifteen minutes to go through this backstory. I like, God, you're like, well, where's the film going? Where, what's going on here? Anyway, we get to the whole point, and like the fact that you know he wants to honour Mr. Tanaka and ask for his permission to go and fight on his behalf um, as part of. Is it the? Oh, God, it's not a clan, is it? It's. Um, uh, did I? I didn't pick it up. I didn't write it down. Anyway, it's 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 a sp- specific name, isn't it? Yes, it's a particular clan. I, yeah. It, let's just name it a clan. I know it isn't, but... The clan clan. <laughs> no, don't, let's not go there. Just the clan. In fact, let's get away from clan. Let's get away from... <laughs> clan. Clan's a bad idea. It's, it's probably a family, isn't it? A family name that he's fighting under. Right. Um, so, yeah, and then he, then he, the next bit is like he's there on a bus in Hong Kong. But no, he's training. Do, no, don't forget, in, the, in that montage, he trains the kid. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Yeah, I wrote down, young Frank acts like he's in a nativity play oh. when he's four. Oh, right. That is really and I put harsh. he reminds me of the kids at the start of Zootropolis. Zootopia is it? Yeah, it's called different oh, things. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, they were better. Yeah, they were far better, especially, <laughs> especially the dude on the piano. Yeah, oh, that's funny. <laughs> it's the best thing about that. Um, but but you look at Frank in you look at Tanaka in the uh, old thing, and then you look at Tanaka on the deathbed. He hasn't aged one bit. No. I mean, they didn't no, even like whiten up his like moustache or hair or anything. No, did they? no expense at all. No. It's just basically go get, from that get set, in, get, in that get, bed. In the, get in the bed, get in the bed, lie down, right? Yeah. Next. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so then, then to the bus. Then fast forward oh, to the bus yeah, in Hong Kong. He's literally there, isn't he? Yeah. And then um, he ends up at a hotel where, um, oh, on the bus, Jackson appears on the bus, doesn't he? But he's like really uncouth and tries to chat. Oh, with it's the like lady. a sex pest. Yeah, it's not very pleasant. And then you think, wait a minute, if only there was somebody that was you know, filled with honour and tradition and all that sort of stuff and has been trained in the ways and can actually do something about this clown that's harassing this woman on the bus. Mm. Is anyone going to stand up? 
No. Oh, well, good job. Jean-Claude Van Damme's on the bus because he's obviously going to need to be... No, he just sits there and looks at him wryly and like, oh, okay, that's fine. I know it's going on. Like, it's fun. Now that I think about it, in kind of a way that's like condoned in the 80s, you know that that was fine? It was okay to harass... No, it wasn't fine in the 80s. It wasn't fine now. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, they get to the hotel. And like, it's obviously checked in and, or whatnot. And then um, Jackson's playing on the um, <laughs> rather appropriate um, fighting. What was it? It's not, it's not a street fighter, but it isn't. It is a, it is a fighting game. It's a 1984 coin-op game. Um, and it was called the com- competitive way of the... Uh, under the title Taizan Karate Do which translates into the competitive way of the empty hand oh there we go then yeah you apparently I'd looked at it just be, just before we came on and you can download it on your iPhone oh cool so I don't know what you look for there but blood, blood sport game I yeah. don't know so um, basically Frank Dukes uh, whops Jackson's um, behind hmm. on, on the game uh, and they they kind of start to hit it off then really um yeah, and I, I've written like sporadic notes then. And and the pronoun- pronunciation yeah. of Kumite. 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 And Kumite. And I was like, how do you write this here? That's probably about four or five iterations of what, what I've written down there. And they're all wrong. So nobody was pronouncing it correct all the way through the, the movie. Absolutely. Um. It's worth another, it. Another, another okay. situation that I thought was just horrendous was the undercover reporter. Okay, uh, so she it, sat on uh, her own in a bar. Oh, no, wait, no, 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 do you no, want no. to just explain a little bit of context about the unknown report, the the woman reporter? What do you mean context? That she's trying to find out where this, there, where this is being held. Say. Yes. Oh, okay, all right. The undercover reporter. So you're going to complain about her? Uh, well, I am in a minute okay. at the bar. Um, trying her very best to, to kind of infiltrate some information so she can do some, in inverted commas, undercover reporting. Not that she'd stick out like a sore thumb at all, hmm. would she, really? So she sat sat there and uh, trying to find out info. And then the guy, was it? No, it's um, Hassan, isn't it? One of the... Um, competitors yeah comes up and he's basically saying um i'm gonna take you to my room and she's basically got no choice about it and i was like whoa hang on a minute <laughs> this is a yeah. bit weird yeah like he's very insistent and you're like that's just not on at all it's yeah. not on in the movie and then jean-claude van damme doesn't make it any better by saying oh take let's I'll, gamble let's gamble for we the woman fight because we'll be at expel from a committee yeah let's gamble for her and you're like seriously I know and, and she's incensed and she's like looking at him going this uh, uh, what probably noting noting that he's he's playing along with this in order to try and get her out of the situation without him having to fight but yeah yeah it takes a bet and she's so incensed by the way that in the next scene she goes on a, 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 a waterfront walk with him oh well, obviously and it's almost like Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah, I know, yeah. Well, he wins the bet basically, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. But you just think that's just horrendous. Mm. That situation shouldn't really have been in the film at all. 
Yeah, but let's not point out she's she's a rubbish reporter. Oh God! Well, because how? Do you, uh, here's an idea. How do you find? How do you find where um, this the committee is? Are they they are the people that are competing? Are they all staying in huts somewhere? Uh, are they all staying in a tent somewhere? No, they'd be staying in a hotel somewhere. So she she's trying to hang out the hotel, just to try to find some 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 Western guys. All she has to do is latch on to big guys with muscles and follow them. And then eventually she'll probably get there. I mean, Forrest Whitaker and Jean-Claude Van Damme look so out of place in this that they might as well just have a beacon on their head, which is basically, follow me. And she's, she's obviously, she, well, she's a little rubbish at her job, but but yeah. It's worth noting that Forrest Whitaker plays one of two uh, military police that fly to Hong Kong in order to bring Jean-Claude Van Damme back because he's gone AWOL. No, not not the film AWOL, but he's gone AWOL. But he's going to... That, so they end up in Hong Kong. Well, he hasn't gone AWOL. He has? He hasn't. I thought he'd gone... He's going to be furloughed. Oh, right, okay. I can't keep up. They just didn't... They didn't want him fighting in the... Com- 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 committee. Com- 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 <laughs> in the fighting committee. <laughs> they just didn't want him fighting because they knew that potentially he might end up dead. See, this is how much my brain wandered in oh, it then. Right, okay. okay. So the, the committee lasts yeah. three days. Yes. It's a three-day event. Yeah. With the final on the last day, obviously. And yeah. it's last man standing. That's right. Um, the... The, what, how do you, how do you get to the committee? How do you actually get to it? Well, you're invited. Yeah, but how how do you physically get to the committee? Well, it was another guy that was supposed to be taking care of him that then <laughs> uh, led him down all these back streets and very narrow, corridory kind of shanty towny kind of very tightly packed. Very tightly housing. packed. Yeah, and I'm thinking. Hmm, this might be a bit of a trap. It's a trap. Um, It's a trap. But it wasn't. At the very end, around the corner, was this very massive kind of... Courtyard. It was massive. Well, it wasn't a courtyard. It was all enclosed. It got a balcony in it and everything. It's like, hmm, okay. I'm not sure that really exists. But anyway, um, for the film, purposes of the film, there we go. So, yeah... Chong Chong Lee is the um, previous winner on multiple occasions. Yes. And um, he wants to kill the guy. He he does this rather annoying thing. Did you notice this? Go on. The way he kind of flexed his boob muscles. Yeah, he does the um, his peck thing. Flexes. He jumps his pecs up and down. Yeah. Yeah. And that is really annoying. Oh, okay. Did you not think that? Uh, but I, I just I think anybody that's done that since since the late eighties is yeah pretty much annoying yeah. Oh okay, oh. so yeah he's he's like the the guy that is supposedly going to win again, and it's got this real b- big sort of nasty attitude. Um, so they go through like day one, and then day one um, in the evening, Jean Claude Van Damme goes to dinner with the undercover reporter because that was the deal that he oh, would, he's, he'd give us some information I, I thought that was the second if, no no that was the oh. first no, that was the first he was that's chased, the right one he was chased by the he was chased by the cops there back at the hotel he was hiding that well 
that the cops just yeah. the cops just came up to him and he's he's sitting and having a having a drink with oh, uh, with Jackson, yeah, like who who, the who who they're now really good friends, despite the fact that he saw him be a sex pest. Um, it, you know, he's he's not particularly. You're not supposed. I don't know if he's supposed to. Are you supposed to root for him? Who, Jackson? Yeah. No, I think he's just the... Oh, well, I don't know. Side story, isn't he? What I noticed in that first day, before we get out of the first day, is that the the fighting's in there, and uh, the the choreography is okay. It's no Rocky IV. Um, But, you know, the choreography's fine, but you see some blood splats on the floor, and then all these other fights take place, and obviously... um, you know, John Claude Van Damme makes his makes his appearance. You know, makes his entrance into it, and you know, he's very very good. Jackson just has one hit in this guy, and he goes straight down. And you think, oh, okay, this is going to be this could be pretty good. You think at some point, is he going to have to go up against Jackson? Did you think that? No. No. All right. Okay. Um, but the blood on the floor stays. All this blood is flowing through these montages of people getting smacked around. <laughs> the same blood splats that from the first fight are the only things on the. They they obviously didn't employ anyone to do any continuity. That by the end of it, this thing would be awash with blood. And goes right, come back tomorrow because we're gonna have to we're gonna have to deep clean this. You have to put some bleach on it. Um, yeah. So I put chased by the cops, and I think that was the first day. Yeah. So he was chased by the cops, and then he went for dinner with the reporter. Yeah. Right. Okay. As you do. That's probably yeah. Uh, so yeah, he, he wines and dines. Drinks wine. Who on earth would be drinking wine in the in the you know on day one end of day one of a contest? That's, uh, that's true. It just doesn't make sense. And then he obviously goes and uh, goes to her room, and they obviously have a bit of hanky panky. And that's another thing you wouldn't do. If you want to keep aggressive and stay focused, well, they say that so the, there's two happy. schools. The schools, two no, schools no, no, of thought no, no, on that. No, 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 it's, it's no. Okay. No, it's not a done thing. I I wondered why he disappeared in the middle of Kumite. I thought I didn't pick up on the three day thing. I thought it was just right. We're all in the room. We all know where we've been. We're all sworn to secrecy. They've locked the doors. Right, we're in here now, and we're going to fight until the end. And so it was a bit weird to like say, you know, see all this fighting, and then obviously cut to the two of them having a, you know, a convenient meal. drink. Yeah, it's very very nice drink in a hotel. I'm like, wait a minute, aren't they waiting for you back? Isn't yeah. it not still going on? And I didn't realise that they could break it's, from it. Yeah. Why? Right. Because I've summed up ten, ten, ten minutes of the film. Chased by the cops, shags the reporter. Uh, and and disappears in the middle of Kumite. Was it always going on? No, because it finished for the day. Right. Okay. Well, it's yeah, very very odd. Um, so day, day, so day two. Day two. Day two. Now I can't remember whether the most horrendous broken leg thing. That's that was day two. Happened on day two, did it? Yes, it did. That's horrible. Yeah. Really well, horrible. Basically, yeah. it's, it's the sight of somebody getting their leg broken and seeing it, and, seeing and then it. you see like this fake bone poking out of their leg, like at the top of the kneecap and, and stuff. And it really isn't pleasant at all, is it? Well, for all those people of a, of a certain age and um, based in the UK, I realise I'm narrowing it down, but it kind of looks like the the Dave Bust injury. Um, oh, is that the footballer? 
like, yeah. oh god. I know, yeah. I, I think everybody, even if you don't follow football, right? Even you if you know don't follow football, that. go and watch the go and look at the photo because the photo is one of those things whereby you look at it and you, you can't and erase you, it from your memory. You're looking though. at it and you're going, "Wait a minute, what's wrong with this picture?" And suddenly your eye fixes on the bit, and you go, "Oh my oh. god!" And then you got your head down the toilet. It's horrendous. But anyway, um, um. So his mate gets. Um, Pretty much beaten up on the second day. Well, the silly thing is, right, the undercover reporter, after their flight, had this um, evening together, he he leaves the hotel. That's right, yeah. Makes his way off to his hotel, obviously freshens up a bit. She says, can you get me in? And he says no. He says no. And then what happens? She's there, dressed up to the nines in this slinky little dress number with a hair up over on one side with diamonds on and everything. And it's it's not clear who she's actually supposed to be with. And, and if, then she said, I have ways and means of getting myself in. Well, why were you throwing so yourself I, around hotels trying to find it then? Why didn't you just go to this guy and go in on day one and get the three-day pass? Just stupidity. And then, like, she's supposed to be this undercover reporter. Oh, what does she do halfway through day two? Because it's heating up, she then gets her um, little binny tape recorder thing out of a handbag out of a handbag and starts talking in it like that would never happen she sat on the front row she sat on the front row it's like it's like court court seats at the Knicks (laughs) just like you'd notice if that happened now considering this is supposed to be sworn to secrecy you would expect that there would be some people watching out for this however the two people that run the Kumite are A. bad actors and B. notoriously inept I mean, they look like they've never seen any sort of martial arts before. Oh, God. Oh, but you'll watch that. Well, let's not get into that. Um, yeah, so Jackson basically gets his head duffed in, doesn't he? Yeah, she, she breaks cover because then she goes, right, okay, we need to get into the hospital. They postpone this thing, which apparently has, you know, hundreds of years of, of, of thing. But, oh, no, because one of the fighters is, you know, has, has been beaten up pretty badly. Um, no, we're going to wait for him and we're going to postpone it. And then they cut to the hospital. Yeah. And it's the most hilarious thing ever because he looks like he's in... You, did you ever play... Don't don't put any sort of connotation on this, but did you ever play Doctors and Nurses when you were little? Yeah. Right. The classic head bandage. Yes. It's wrap it around the forehead yeah, 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 a couple yeah, of yeah. times with, with like the, the red sort of fake blood yeah. spot. Yes. That is what he had. I'm sure they just raided a kid's doctors and nurses thing and yeah. just put it round his head. Um, got got um, Gizmo's one from Gremlins and just made it bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. And she says in the hospital, "Why do you go? Why do you guys want to beat each other's brains out?" And I'm like, so let's cut to her. She's bored at her desk at the paper and going. Right, do you know what? I think we need a big story. Where is where is she actually from, though? Which don't, paper is it? I don't know. Don't know because she's in she's in Hong Kong, and so yeah. But she's there specifically to report. She doesn't on go. This she doesn't go back else? with him. She doesn't go back with him at the end. Spoiler alert! But I mean, she stays there and waves him goodbye. She's obviously based in Hong Kong. In which case, it should be remarkably easy. Somebody at the paper goes, "I know where it is." In I've fact, got a mate. Yeah, yeah, I've got a mate. I'll, he'll get you in. And, you know, you have to put a disguise on or something. Um, or you can just find some rich person to take you and like she did um, but so she sits there and she goes what am I going to cover 
I'm not going to cover, you know, the like the injustice, the injustices that are going on on the, you know, the canalways, um, you know, the potential fishing or the port authorities or some, you know, some cover up that's going on there. No, I'll go for something which I don't like. And I'll go and watch people beating each other up. And I'll try and find the secretive place, which nobody's nobody's found for ages. Which isn't true, because loads of people have found them. <laughs> they don't have they don't have 100-year people sat there going, oh, I was in the audience back in the... You know, it's just... It's ridiculous. Um, so, yeah. So, but while this is all going on, the cops have disappeared. They are. After, they? The, after the chase, yeah, they gone. disappear. So, it's like... It's, do they not put two and two together and say, Jean-Claude Van Damme is obviously going to go back to his hotel? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 they don't do that. Although, does he go back Does he go back to his hotel? Yeah, of course he does. What, does he? Yeah. Because day one he doesn't, day, day one he doesn't, he sleeps with the he reporter. Does. No, he goes back to the hotel, freshens up. I thought that was her place. Back. Well, it was hers, yeah. Yeah. Oh, but she's then, at that hotel as well? No, she's at a different hotel. Oh, that's why the cops couldn't find her then. Yeah. So he didn't stay at his hotel. And day two, he's probably sat in the hospital. Yeah, so day two, after Jackson's like, like nearly been killed and is in hospital with this really comedy, classic head bandage thing, it then cuts to the montage. It's an 80s ballad montage. Yeah. With Jean-Claude Van Damme looking very forlorn and very longingly. Yeah. Um. Oh, and what does he do? The splits. The splits. Yeah. Yes. Every time. The splits. Yeah. Oh my god. Nothing gets Seriously. you over heart, you know, heartbreak or something like that than than some excruciating splits. Oh, um. The 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 interesting thing to to, to the build up to the end. Notice we haven't talked about the fighting because it's just. Ugh, it's, well, it's it's, it's right. just formulaic, isn't it? It is. It's just Loads of like ballet type thing. People winning and people losing. But as you come to your your great. Your great crescendo. Day three. So day three. Here's the thing. So the cops have gone to the local police chief and said, you need to tell us where this thing is. And police chief goes, I don't know what you're talking about. And they go, no, you need to tell us where it is. No, 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 I don't know what you're talking about. And then in the end, they say, no, you really need to do it because, uh, you know, somebody's going to get killed and all this sort of stuff. And makes the police chief, who obviously has been bought off, suddenly makes him change his mind. Frank then goes through the through the alleyway to get to the kumite well no it's the miss it's the woman the undercover reporter because she's so f- so exasperated that jackson's nearly lost his life oh that that's right she doesn't want him to lose right. his life yeah she doesn't want him but to lose his life she goes to the same guy at the police station right remarkably that, well you were more switched on at, at noting guy, that um basically saying yes it's it's frank ducks yeah, and then he puts two and two together. Oh my god! That's right. She gives it's him the. the that's again. right. She's the picture. His name's popped up. So Jean Claude's making his way through the alley. Various police come out of like side side alleys. Ducks and he ducks. beats them up. Frank ducks. <laughs> uh, well, he did duck quite a bit in this. Uh, oh, in this. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, so he, you know, he dispatches police. He didn't do anything to him. He just pushes them away and punches one of them. Um, and at the end, you see the two military police. Um, the girl, the girl was the girl there, yeah. and the police chief. Yeah, they're all stood at the end waiting for him. Well, no, the police chief and his sidekick are at the end. Yeah, and they basically say it's the last resort. You, you've got to come back with us. Yeah, and he says no way, I'm not coming back. And no. then, like the the other police chief, the Hong Kong police chief, comes in and says, "Oh no, you, we're going to arrest you." Yeah. Um, 
How does he get out of it, though? Oh, they, they try to taser him again, don't they? Oh, try to taser, yeah. And like, he doesn't, oh, he picks up a lid off a bin And, or and deflects the taser deflects onto the one of the others. And the, the tasers remarkably get deflected off the bin lid. Yeah. <laughs> and go into these other two. These are 80s tasers. <laughs> of, of course, Of course it happens. <laughs> you know, so that's. The tasers there, they drop to the floor like a sack of spots. <laughs> and then he manages to, to kind of get hold of the other taser. And yeah. run off with it. Yeah. Doesn't he? Yeah. Essentially. But, but it's kind of like, I've got to do this. He's kind of like pleading and saying, I've got to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to go and do it. And then the next scene is the Kumite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I had to say this to you after I'd finished. I, I, well, I had to say this to you during the movie. We don't say it very often. This... <laughs> This very secret thing that, you know, has taken ages to infiltrate. The porters worked on it a lot, you know, a lot. Um, the military police have no chance of finding it, even though they're, they're at the end of the corridor, at the, the end of the alleyway. Suddenly, everyone comes in. No, no, just the, the cops are dressed in their cheap suits. No Westerners. She's dressed in, what, you know, what, she, what she's got on. She's not done up in any way. <laughs> and the police chief, they all come and sit down on the front row. Yeah. And suddenly, this thing looks they, like. They, they, but they kind of skulk in. It's got yeah, don't but they? they but they sit on the front. They sit they on sit the front on the row. row. Stick out like a sore thumb. Absolutely, and you're thinking, is this now part of a tourist attraction? Is this <laughs> is this like um oh and you know we're going to have lunch at this restaurant and we're going to catch a bit of kumite? They've reserved the front seats for us. <laughs> we, we've got the front bench. Make sure you keep your wristbands on because you know <laughs> don't want to get you in any trouble. Um, and please got VIP tickets. Yeah, please don't join the Kumite. Just just watch it because it's a it's a tradition going back ages. Disclaimer: may get covered in blood. Yeah, <laughs> nobody bats an eyelid, and and you're like, the police chief sat there. Yeah. No, 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 the guy that can put you all away is sat there. But you know, it's fine. Doesn't one of the? This is another thing that I wrote. They have such honour the judges that they can be bought off. Is so, um because. Because he's late to the kumite, the guy the, the guy that's looking after him and Jackson uh, yeah, says, guy. no, no, no. He says, and they said, no, 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 we're going to have to call it. If he's not here for the final fight, it's not going to happen. And they said, no, 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 give him give him five more minutes. He's on his way. Takes out some, takes out like a, a little wad and puts it in the in the judge's top corner. And the judge yeah, kind think- of goes, yeah, all right, then okay. No, he's not the judge, though. He's the organiser. Yeah, but he's the organisers. He's the judge yet. Well, he's sat either side of the, the judge. He's not judging it, though. But he's sat either side of the judge. But he's not judging it. Well, there's people sat out, you know, next to Simon Cowell. They're judges. This isn't... <laughs> Hong Kong's got talent. What <laughs> <laughs> if it was... Clearly it hasn't. Well, <laughs> no, in this film. it's got no acting talent whatsoever, no. No but singing talent. You, there's... Most of those aren't actually Hong Kong people that are acting in film, are they? Well, it's filmed in it was filmed in Hong Kong. No, but I mean, like, oh, it doesn't matter. Anyway, okay. Off down tangent again. Um, um, but yeah, so I just thought that whoever the organisers, there's seeped in tradition and honour, that can be bought with a little wad. Which weirdly enough, he comes around the corner just after he's done that, and he just, just turns again. and he takes it off him. <laughs> And I'm like, well, no, you know, deal's a deal, you know, if you, whatever. Um, oh, Jean Claude wins, even though the guy cheats. He took some, like, I don't know, sodium bicarbonate or whatever in his face, 
or oh, he's got some a powder. It's like a tablet thing. He keeps keeps in his pants. He keeps by his yeah. uh, by his uh, nether regions. It must be, and it might get pretty sweaty in there. So imagine yeah. the thing hadn't so how does that get hadn't melt? Tumbled into dust. Don't know. Don't don't know. Don't want to know. Don't care. <laughs> don't care. Um, chucks it in his face, but because. Oh, he went back to his training and he had to do it blindfolded, meant that he... Oh, well, that's right. He had to, like, serve, like, the, the Japanese tea, didn't he? That's right, blindfold yeah. Blindfold in, in ritual style. Yeah. And then when he sat down, Mr... Mr Tanaka yeah. then went to Tanaka. hit him. <laughs> then went to hit him and Jean-Claude Van Damme blocked him. Yeah. And then he... Then Mr. Tanaka looked at his wife and then nodded as if to say, yes, he's passed. He's ready. That's it. <laughs> so, yeah, he used his, those uh, skills that he's learned blindfold yeah. uh, to then master the art and get the energy and, and feel like where the next sort of strike's going to come from. Right. Doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Whilst doing splits and God knows what. And, he, and, uh, and in one point, I actually peed myself laughing because there's a moment in there and it looks like someone's got a comedy leg. <laughs> Do you remember? Like yeah. this leg like comes up and it looks like, you oh. know when people have fake legs? Yes, yeah, they, yeah. They pretend to like put them up by their ears. It looks just like that, but I'm sure it's not a comedy leg. I'm sure it's, it's not, but leg. it did look like it. What did it remind me of? The bit where they, the leg comes up and then both legs come up. <laughs> it was, it was, oh, just my film knowledge here. Um, but yeah, so he wins, and they take him back to they take him back to the US. Um, this is pre-airport security. They drive onto the runway, just just uh, you know, opposite the plane. Goes, oh, I'm sure Frank's coming soon, and then Frank appears at the top of the you oh, know no, by no, the. Before that, though, he goes to see Jackson. Oh God, do do, do we like, have to? They just yeah, I'm just to send this. And they're like, I love you, my friend. I oh love right, you, yeah, my yeah. friend, and it's like really emotional. It's like, hang on, you've only known each other for four days. What? Three three days. Well, no, it's four days because obviously they got there the day before the day started. This is the afternoon, so in a total of three days. Well, I would say it's four. <laughs> okay. Four. Three, three nights. Yeah, four days makes the okay. Well, there you go. What's what's another night? What's another night? Anyway. Yeah. In which case, one of those days he's not actually seen him because, like, because he's been comatose. He's been in the hospital. He's been in hospital, and Frank. Duke has been. Uh, oh, didn't he say something cheesy like, "Oh, anytime, anytime, any place, anytime, anytime you, need, you me. need me, I'll be there." Ugh. Yeah. Anyway. It ends. Quite funny. End. End. Um, Tri- do you want trivia time? D- shall we? Do you want some trivia time? Just a little bit, yeah. All right. I okay. Know, right, because I want to know more, a bit more, because I hadn't realised. Okay. I don't know how it passed me by. It was actually based on true story. Because I was absolutely flabbergasted at the end, um, before the credits, and it came up with all the stats and different things. And you're like, oh uh, my God. Tell you what, if I was that guy that they made the film about, Frank, I'd be a little disappointed, to be perfectly honest. Well, ah, well, see, say that. I'd have been misrepresented by all the rubbish acting. Yeah. I'll tell you what, let's get it straight into that. Let's let's, uh, do trivia time. Okay, trivia time. Trivia time. Okay, so it says it's based on a true story, maybe. Bloodsport is allegedly inspired by the real life exports of martial arts Brett Frank Dukes, pronounced 
Dukes. Ducks. Ducks. His story is originally told in a Black Belt magazine article which chronicled claims that Dukes, who supposedly took part in covert missions in Southeast Asia for the CIA in the 1980s, infiltrated a secretive no-holds-barred tournament known as Kumite to take down the criminal organisation that oversaw the fight. Right. Uh, he, but however, he became the first American champion of the tournament, which took place in cities around the world every five years, and gathered the world's top fighters in a variety of styles to determine who reigned supreme, or not. While the real-life claims that the Duke's claims Kumite and his record are fact, so he did win it, some say his backstory about the Kumite and the CIA is completely fabricated. Even the Black Belt article comes with a warning. Although there is no convenient way to verify each and every detail connected to the story, the editors have verified enough of the basic facts to feel confident in publishing it. But since we're not limited to share the corroborating evidence of the public, we acknowledge that each reader may have a different idea of what facts permits them to believe. Oh my God. On May the 1st, 1988, more than two months after Bloodsport hit theatres, the Los Angeles Times projects an ex- expose calling into question the majority of his claims. One of the claims was all, all of the knockouts, and, and I thought I'd wrote it down and brought and it, and I, I apologise. Exactly. He, they couldn't physically be done in all, all of the first, matches he would have had. punch knockout was 0.12 seconds. Yeah. Um, That's mighty fast. It is. It is. Um, there are a number of stories about how Jean-Claude Van Damme landed the lead, you know. Um, it says Van Damme, whose name is what? What is Jean-Claude Van Damme's real name? Frank. <laughs> Frank Dukes. <laughs> no, no it's, it's probably Francois, because he's Belgian, oh, isn't he? Oh, okay, that's one of the names in there. Oh, God, yeah. check me out. Yeah, check you out. Francois, um... I you know. won't get the other ones. Brecht. I don't know. What? Brecht. I thought you said erect. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Look, you've got, you've got, you've got his uh, tight pants on your mind, I think. <laughs> Tight pants. His real name is Jean Claude Camille Francois Van 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 Verenberg. That's his real name. Oh. He moved to Los Angeles from his native Belgium in the early eighties, only to hold a series of short-term menial jobs, including driving a limo, delivering pizzas, and working in a carpet factory, with the hopes of using his martial arts talents to break into the movie business. Um. The young Van Damme allegedly spotted Canon Films head Menahem Golan. So those Golan Globus were a big partnership of really cheesy films like Bloodsport during the 80s, which is why he had the Canon logo. Yeah. So Canon. Canon were. Normally that was like straight to video. Straight to video yeah. stuff. The young Van Damme allegedly spotted Canon Films Menahem Golan outside of Golan outside a restaurant and literally showed off his moves by doing his signature high kick in front of his face. Oh, but that was nice. Golan reportedly hired Van Damme for Bloodsport on the spot for a $25,000 contract. Is that all he got? Dukes, however, disputes the high-flying kick story, saying it was Letich. Letich uh, was one of the um, screenwriters uh, that that basically um, sort of saw him in action. (laughs) 
and said it was letters who saw the potential of the Belgian sidekicks in the 1986 low-budget karate film No Retreat, No Surrender. Mm. Van Damme was also an extra in previous canon films like Breaking and Chuck Norris's Missing in Action. Um, in a hilarious 1987 interview, which you can see if you go and log into uh, Mental Floss, which is where I got these facts from, not IMDb this time, uh, in which Van Damme in- insists the interviewer train with him while she conducts her questions. She, she, yeah. The muscle from Brussels says he got, the, he got the gig by calling Canon Films and lying by saying he was a personal friend that had a meeting with Golan. The executive's curiosity was piqued and Van Damme said, I did my split. I showed my muscles. I said, I'm the best and I'm not too expensive right now. Which got him the part. Probably did. Fun fact, Van Damme's original big break was supposed to be the, the monster in Predator. Yes, but he ended up being fired from the, the movie because he complained about the original monster's suit's restricted nature and the fact... <laughs> Do, what am I going to say next? You couldn't see his face. No. The fact that the predator... Gets killed? Couldn't do martial arts. <laughs> <laughs> what a completely different film that would have been. Yeah, you'd have seen the splits and gone, wait a minute, I know who right. that is. I know who that is. Um, Frank Dukes claimed he wrote the movie himself. He said the idea from Bloodsport was taken from an original script he wrote called Enter the Ninja. Not to be confused by the other canon films, Men and Golan directed karate classic Enter the Ninja, <laughs> written under the pseudonym Benjamin Wolf. Benjamin Wolf. According to Dukes, Letich didn't like the script, which also allegedly came with programs from the real Kumite and actually f- actual fight footage provided by Dukes, although Letich claims there was no script prior to the Bloodsport script. Hmm. His character, the character of Frank Dukes, was originally supposed to be played by actor Michael Dudikoff, which will mean nothing to you. But to 80s fans, you will know him as American Ninja, um, who previously appeared in canon schlock like American Ninja, Avenging Force and Platoon Leader. Platoon Leader, oh, I just remembered that. It's amazing. It's not amazing, but it's amazing to me. <laughs> The filmmakers behind Bloodsport apparently passed on Michael Dudikoff because the six foot two actor was too tall. So there you go. This is great. The costumes were all wrong. Van Damme's character was originally outfitted for his fight scenes in silk pajamas. The filmmakers bought locally in Hong Kong, where the movie was shot, but the real life Dukes found them to be unrealistic based on his alleged experience. There was no extra money in the budget to revamp the uniforms, so Dukes made himself the de facto costume designer as well and paid out of pocket to have his wife buy uniforms in the United States to send to China for the fighters in the film. The costumes were all wrong at first, Dukes told BuzzFeed in 2013, recounting how he modified his on-screen persona's look for the final fight. So finally, I just decided to make my own damn uniform by essentially modifying bicycle shorts. Why <coughs> modifying what? Bicycle shorts. Uh, there was no um, uh, stunt people in the film at all. You'd expect something like that. But while the major- movie's major- uh, predominantly made of actors like Van Damme and actress Lee Ayres, predominantly made up of actors like Van Damme and actress Lee Ayres. Right, okay. <laughs> the production wanted the Kumite to be as authentic as possible, so they hired real-life martial artists to fi- fight alongside Van Damme. For instance, Paolo Tushu, who plays the Moir 
Muay Thai fighter Peiko is a real-life Muay Thai champion and one of the first Westerners to train in the martial art. Michael Kesey, who played kickboxer Swan Paradise, was a fellow, fellow martial arts artist and friend of Van Damme's who trained at the same dojo with him in Belgium. He followed Van Damme to Los Angeles and found himself playing a bit part in Bloodsport and eventually played the villain, Tong Po, in Kickboxer. They, it's all a bit incestuous. It's all quite incestuous. Well, it's made by the, the same film company. Yeah, exactly. Just yeah. bring him in again. They're just going to use the same people again, aren't they? Uh, the movie is almost single-handedly responsible for the creation of Mortal Kombat video oh, game. Okay. Uh, so, Mortal Kombat, released in '92, took more than a few clues from cues from Bloodsport. Um, they were initially asked the developers to create a game based on Universal Soldier, but the deal fell through, forcing the developers to scramble not to lose their work. Instead, they capitalised on the Van Damme persona by creating the character Johnny Cage. Note the same initials. Um, a conceited Hollywood actor type whose signature move was a split and whose spandex and sash costume is exactly the same as his in Bloodsport. Fun fact, the arcade game, or the arcade game that they're playing is called Karate Champ. You can now download the game and play it in on your iPhone. And then the 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 last one music, musician Stan Bush because you were talking about the music mm. in this the cheesy it music it sounded very similar to like two tribes and stuff well that? yeah but weirdly and I'm going to get really nerdy I'm going to have to Stan Bush the guy behind memorably cheesy 1980s movie soundtrack tunes like The Touch from 1986's Transformers the movie which is great 80s 80s movie songs which aren't by popular artists The Touch especially because it's a lead up to um, Optimus Prime's fight with Megatron and it is just incredible but anyway he created two songs for the Bloodsport soundtrack Fight to Survive and On On My Own Alone he'd go on to write three songs for Van Damme's Kickboxer Never Surrender Streets of Siam and Fight for Love I remember Fight for Love it's dreadful Years after the movie was released, Bush convinced Bouncers to let the then super-famous Van Damme and his entourage into a packed venue where the musician was playing. When Van Damme recognised the musician from his work on Bloodsport, he allegedly said the music was better than the movie. I find there's all sorts of wrong things in that. A, that Jean-Claude Van Damme is going to go out to a concert and not put two and two together. Yeah. That the guy, the musician, has to actually get him into the concert. Mm. It's a bit odd. Anyway, don't believe all the trivia. There was another one. Um, Dukes actually uh, was the fight coordinator and said that uh, Van Damme wasn't in nearly good enough shape and put him through a three-month training programme. Wow. It says here, I don't should take it with a pinch of salt, Van Damme said, called it the hardest training of his life. Um, yeah, so there we go. There, there is, there is other trivia, but I think that's that's a good place to leave it. Well, I'd just like to add one more thing. Go on. How much mist sprayers would they have used to keep misting Jean Claude Van Damme's body up? Because every time you look at him when he's got his clothes off, right, he's misted up with droplets of like little beads of glistening type of sweat. Look, right. Did you? You probably didn't even notice that, did you? I wasn't really looking, though. So, you know when he's in the bedroom and, like, 
Jackson say, come on, we've got to go, get ready, we've got to go, we've got to go, we've got to go in the yeah. morning. And John Paul Van Damme's obviously doing his signature move. That's right, and he's going, oh, it just hurts looking at you doing that. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's missed it up. He's like been sprayed with a leaf sprayer thing. Well, you could, uh, it's the 80s though, isn't it? Yeah, but every time he's got his top off, there's wow. a bit of spraying going on. Do you think there was somebody responsible for doing that? Yeah, but I don't think What's there's a lot... What's your job role? Well, I just spray <coughs> water mist over Jean-Claude Van Damme every you think five minutes. You think it's great expense. They're only a quid at Wilco's. <laughs> <laughs> you only need to buy that and then oh fill it up from the top in the hotel. <laughs> that's that's what you think, need to do. Do you think they, they didn't get the top on correct and they squirted him and it actually was like a jet of water? <laughs> yeah, and he suddenly goes, wait, wait a minute, my oh. hair's all... Yeah. Oh, yeah, anyway... Um, there we go. I love you, my friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're my best mate. Uh, I'll always be there. Oh, anyway. Um, well, we, we talked quite a lot about. Uh, we did. I didn't think we talked talk that long about it. We hope collectively scored. Hope you've entertained. Hope you've entertained. <laughs> I know. Should it be like um, an aggregate score every time? Aggregate. You know, it should be like. Oh, out of twenty. Yeah. Well, anyway, not enough, no time for uh, Little Does She Know. We're going to revamp that anyway. But I do have to ask, can I choose the next film? Yes. Right. Okay, because I know we've got ones that we need to cover, and that's fine. That's great. But, you know, there are ones that that I'd like to do. Mm -hmm. Um, It is the, um, uh, wait a minute, 35th anniversary of Rocky IV this, uh, this year. So I'd like to do it this year. Yeah. So I would like to do Rocky Four because um, I won't hear a word said against it. But but is that with Dolph Lundgren? Oh, it is. And the Siberian Bridget Express. Nielsen. Yep. And this is where Bridget Nielsen causes a bit of a rift between Sly Stallone. Oh, see, it's almost like a trailer you're doing for the next Sly scene. She time. went out with Sly Stallone, and then, and then she went. She then she then she went to Dolph Lundgren. With Dolph Lundgren, and then like the. It, it wasn't sparks good, was sparks it? flew sparks flew she's quite a fiery lady herself isn't yeah. she yeah I bet that was a real people were put in hospital but anyway there's your there's your, tra- there's your trailer for, for the next podcast um, we hope you've enjoyed this one um, it's dreadful don't bother watching it oh don't say that go well, watch it make your own mind up oh it's only about an hour it's, it's, I think it's exactly an, hour an hour, exactly an hour and a half yeah and then when you get to the end of it, please do not ask us to give you that hour and a half back because we d- we just don't have it. We spent our own, unfortunately. It's just awful. It's not awful. It is awful. It's not awful. There are some. Can you 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 tell me honestly with a straight face that you wouldn't like to watch Iron Eagle again? You'd rather watch no. that. Middle you'd rather you'd watch no. the Zootopia kid on on his early montage. Yeah, you'd like to. It's hilarious. It's, it's, I'd watch it's, it back and oh I'd laugh God, it's, at it. It's annoying. Especially with the comedy left. <laughs> Should we go and watch, like, Hard Target? Should we go and watch something proper with Jean-Claude Van Damme in it? But yeah, we can do. Yeah. So, yeah, we might... God forbid we watch films in, in, in the middle in of the... In the 90s. I am watching a, 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 an absolutely amazing series at the moment, and I've got to say, I've got to say, I've got to recommend it. We don't normally do TV, but um, some of the best TV I've seen this year... And considering we, we've all been locked in, draining Netflix for any any the sign of a, a mere flicker of anything new, um, it's a it's a show called To the Lake, 
Uh, and it's about a pandemic in Moscow. Oh, joy. I bet that's yeah, genius uh, I, I, watching. Don't, I bet it's uplifting, Look, isn't it? okay, okay. If you liked watching Chernobyl, you'll like To The Lake. And we all liked Chernobyl, didn't we? Of course we did. No, because I didn't want to watch it. No, you didn't watch it. But everyone that did watch it was going, oh, Chernobyl's like the best thing in the world. Well, you love To The Lake. Uh, it's on Netflix. It can stay on Netflix because it's only just come on. Uh, but it's wonderful. And some of the parallels... With what's going on, you can draw your own. But anyway, on that note, I will say uh, cheerio then. Mm, Toodle pip. Bye bye. Oh no. Oh. (laughs) No, 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 wait a minute. No, because I say cheerio, you say, why do I have to fit in the bye bye at the end? Okay, let's do it it properly. After three. No, because we're recording it now. Let's just do it properly. After I've said toodle pip, just cut the podcast off. Okay, right. Well, just in case I forget. No, I'm not doing it again. All right, cheerio. Little pip. (laughs) Rusted junk. Rusted junk. Rusted junk. The forgotten 80s movies. The forgotten 80s movies. 